0: My dad's famous saying is if he's drinking beer, he's uh, watching the party. If he's drinking bourbon, he is the party. <laughs> so, that's, that's a, that's a I always spoke. thought that was pretty funny <laughs> and true because beer, you know, you get all bloated and just full and, uh, bourbon definitely the party gets a little more exciting. Oh yeah, I agree.
1: And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice And they're off for another Give270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your twenty dollars ticket gives you not one but two chances to win from our lineup of twenty Woodford Reserve Treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made, and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your twenty dollars tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License Org 0002703.
0: Bringing to you the best stories from icons in the bourbon industry, it's Bourbon Pursuit. Now here are your hosts, Ryan and Kenny.
1: Welcome to the first episode of the Bourbon Pursuit podcast. My name is Kenny,
0: and I'm along today with my co-host, Ryan. Ryan, how's it going today? Doing well, man. Uh, You know, we've made it. We've uh, officially recorded about... 10 episodes, and now we're recording our first episode for the third time, so hopefully we get it right. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I mean, we, we wanted to re-record it just because, well, A, we're learning as we go, right? We're, we're, we're figuring out uh, the, the mic setup, the proper audio, uh, but at the same time, you know, we, we kind of recorded our first one, and we kind of just winged <laughs> it, and now that we kind of have a good premise of the show, I think it's uh, a good idea to kind of give everybody kind of a taste of what they're going to be in for.
0: Yeah, I mean, we made mess ups from recording audio. Well, going there and thinking we're recording the audio for forty minutes and not even having the record button. <laughs> yeah, or it's, it's happened. We've had you know just tons of mishaps, mostly human error. But we're <laughs> we're figuring it out, and uh, the content's good, so hopefully it makes up for our. Uh, errors yeah our errors that's that's
1: definitely for sure but to kind of give everybody an idea of, of the premise of what we're really trying to do here you know it's it's going to be something different that none of the other podcasts are really doing right we want to kind of give you a, a kind of an inside look or kind of um i guess you could say like an editorial look uh, of what it's just like to kind of be these person uh, these people that we're interviewing in a kind of day-to-day scenario right we're, we're kind of figuring out you know how did they get into the industry you know what what makes what they're doing so special and it's not so much of just like uh, you know sit down we're going to write a piece about you, but it's tell us your story.
0: Yeah, we uh, figured that we're we're not that interesting, and people in the bourbon industry are. So what we go out and inter- interview them and kind of share the stories because that's what bourbon's all about. You know, each brand has their stories, their history that connects you to the brand. So we kind of want to give you those firsthand and uh, hope. I think you all enjoy it. We got some really cool guests. Uh, we've been. All around the state this winter tra- traveling. We've, you know, been to Buffalo Trace, Four Roses, uh we've been with the Angels Envies guys. Uh we've got, you know, Heaven Hill, just pretty much anyone and everyone who's the who's who of uh you know the bourbon industry and we're adding as we go uh and figuring it out. Yeah, I mean that's
1: that's one of the good things is that you said the who's who and I think that's exactly what we're trying to do is you know, we're not trying to find every master distiller, right? That isn't we're gonna have we're gonna run out of content very soon if
0: that's if that's our goal is just finding yeah there's the only distillers. probably like ten so <laughs> yeah. that would be a very short lived podcast yeah
1: so the idea of what we're trying to do is to bring you interesting people from that makes the entire bourbon industry happen you know whether they're a master distiller whether they're tour guides or whether
0: they're just bloggers on the bourbon scene right yeah there's so many people that make it happen there's met ma- there's tasters there's cooperages there's uh you know the people that make the stills there's just so many moving parts to this industry that you know to come to get to that bottle of bourbon at the liquor store and it's interesting to hear everyone's take and story so we're we hope you enjoy it as much as we have yes yeah, so, i mean just
1: some of the things that you guys you know to kind of know what's coming up you know we've got uh, from buffalo trace we've had harlan wheatley and bo beckman uh we're going to hopefully get freddie johnson on the recording as well we've got al young and jim Rutledge from four roses uh you know, Ryan was actually good enough to actually get into Heaven Hill and uh, had an interview with Mike Sonny, who's one of the head tasters
0: at Heaven Hill. Yep. Yeah. He assists Parker and uh, now Denny Potter with, uh, you know, their, their mass tastings and helping them pick out the mash bills and everything. So it's pretty cool to hear it from his point of view. And we've also got from Angel's Envy, we've got we almost,
1: we got pretty much a whole crew from Angel's Envy on two different ones. But then, as I said, we're getting other people from uh, around the bourbon industry, right? So we've got uh, people from Mint and Julep Tours. We've had Blake from bourboner.com on here. Uh, we're going to have some people that write editorials for louisville.com that are, that are kind of whiskey writers, uh, Fred Minnick as well. So we're going to have a, a lot of good variety of people that are going to be on the show to kind of give you different angles from all these different places inside the bourbon industry.
0: Yeah, uh, we we got a lot planned and still working. If anyone, if you're listening, and you probably hopefully you didn't just see all <laughs> skip the, episode skip over one. Episode one, which these, I probably would. Who are these douchebags? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, we'd love any suggestions or you know for interviews and stuff because uh, there's a lot of people in this industry that are cool, and it's not just in Kentucky. We're looking, you know, because bourbon's kind of expanding outside Kentucky. These craft distilleries and stuff so we'd kind of like to get their take on it too so so i
1: guess a good question for you is you know we, we started the show for a reason we wanted to start the show to kind of give other people an insider view into the bourbon industry but i guess how did how did you really start getting into bourbon ryan
0: well i am from bartstown uh and been been around the industry my whole life uh, my dad's a machinist and kind of you know does some repair work for the local distilleries like heaven hill and beam um and yeah. makers so uh just kind of grew up with it. Really didn't know it was that cool. Uh, Just seemed like everybody worked there. And, you know, here in the past, geez, you know, part of the past 10 years, but really in the past five years, it's just I've seen this explosion happen. And, uh, you know, I was like, so that's why I got with you. I was like, hey, I know a lot of people in the bourbon industry that are so, 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 so-called uh, rock stars. And I was like, why don't we interview them and kind of you know, share their stories. But anyways, uh, and when you my, say that, it's it's really funny because as as we've been going through and we've been
1: talking to people, we, you know, when we go and interview these people, they're like, so what's the premise of the show? Or, you know, how'd you get started with? And we tell them. And then afterwards, Ryan kind of goes off on this whole like personal tangent of like, oh, yeah, grip a in Barstown. Like, you know, these people and they're like, yeah, like they're married to like my best friend or they're, you know, like, yeah, it's like my brother-in-law. Like you end up finding like all these uh, these connections that you have with all these people from Bardstown?
0: Yeah, one of my good friends, uh, his family's been in the industry. His his grandfather actually built all the bourbon warehouses throughout the whole country. I mean, uh, so it just through him and through my dad, I've kind of met quite a bit of people th- throughout the industry, and it's pretty cool. I, I didn't know it was cool to know them, but now I'm glad I do. But, uh, you know— but getting back to my first really experience with bourbon was probably like in high school. Well, I know I was in high school at a, like a field party or something. My friend Pikey gave me some like Evan Williams Black leather Heaven Hill Green Label. And it was mixed with Coke and uh, it was, you know, ecstasy. It was like this, not the pill, but it was
1: it was <laughs> good stuff. That. And I
0: was like, oh my gosh. And then it, it turned into a disaster, you know, puking, hangovers, whatever. But, you know, it just kind of made the same – progression as most people do you, you drink it with coke you get into college you're mixing it still and then you get out of college you're like hey let's try on the rocks and then you watch mad men and them and watch see them drinking need or something or and then you try it that way and once you make it to that neat level you're really drinking in like high def and you can kind of get all the characteristics of wood and everything and get the appreciations like how the master stiller ones you tasted. so that's kind of been my experience with bourbon and uh it it keeps growing. I'm pretty sure that everybody. <laughs> keeps going. Yeah,
1: I mean everybody can kind of relate to that. There's there's definitely a a way that you grow inside of appreciation of all the different flavors and different brands and the chars and all this other kind of stuff that you can go and eventually research to figure out. You know what do you like from what distillery, what what labels, and all that sort of stuff. But you know, as you kind of mentioned, you know, that's that's definitely the evolution of a bourbon drinker. You, you kind of start off mixing it because you don't you know what you're doing. And then you kind of maybe move into some cocktails. And then you you kind of put it on the rocks. You know, you got to chill it because you can't basically shoot it straight. And then right. you do it neat. And then you start saying, all right, well, fuck it, time to do barrel-proof
0: neat, yeah, right? It's, exactly. it's time to time to really step it up. And the barrel-proofs have ruined, like, every bourbon for me because now it's like <laughs> – if it's not barrel-proof, I think it tastes like water. And it's it's a shame. But But you get to experience a lot of good – Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the difference of, of
1: having barrel proof because, you know, sometimes some barrel proofs, I mean, they can just be really hot and heavy. and But being able to dilute it with a little bit of water at whatever you find is is more uh, palatable or suitable for you gives you that, that opportunity to do it.
0: Yeah, so enough about me. What about your – kind of your story? I know you're a big – well, you got probably one of the biggest bourbon collections I've ever seen, and I don't know <laughs> if it's not that big. We've I've
1: seen pictures. I'm 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 just a I'm a drop in the bucket to compare it to some people. Yeah. but but no. So I I started getting into bourbon. I would say you know I could I could probably tell you the first time I tasted it there was a what should I say it was a, so my dad he used to keep a pretty, pretty good stock bar in our basement. And I would think I was in eighth grade at the time. And I had some buddies from the neighborhood and we we're like, all right, we're gonna go camping. And, uh, but we're going to kind of do something a little bit different. So we go to my dad's basement and we go and we take like idiots, we like idiots here. We, Grab like a water bottle, and we take a little bit out of every single <laughs> bottle. Like it's bourbon, it's gin, it's whiskey, it's, it's blue carico. It's like, I don't know, all this just stuff, right? And we're drinking it, but and that was like – filling the bottle with like water. Exactly. <laughs> and so we did. We actually did that. So after a while, we we're like, oh, this isn't looking good. These bottles are getting a little low. So we, yeah, we go and refill it with water. And gosh, it probably wasn't until two or three years later until my dad realized it. And he goes, you're such an idiot. Why didn't you just steal an entire bottle and I never would have recognized or never would have known? So he kind of gave us that. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it uh, a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And you can get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. So really how I started getting back into bourbon, uh, I guess for, you know, really getting into it was probably back in college. You know, we uh, we I joined one of the, uh, probably the biggest bourbon drinking fraternity on campus. And at the time it was buying, you know, for me it was buying Natty Light and it was, uh, you know, giving $10 to say, all right, go give me an 18 pack. But that quickly kind of turned around when uh, we started throwing these parties that basically had bourbon and Coke everywhere. And that's kind of led up to the point where I was actually uh, social chair for a little bit. Me and my best friend at the time were – and they had this this law in Lexington where it was called keg tagging, where you couldn't actually buy a keg without it wasn't tagged. And so if a party ever got broken up, they would go and they'd see who the tag was registered to, and then you go and you get uh, cited or fined for you know giving underage drinking to like yeah, 200 tracing kids. is no good. Yeah, so – So we had to figure out a a different way to do it, and really at that time, if you want a beer, you had to just go buy tons and tons and tons of cans. Well, we figured we could probably make this a little bit more interesting. So what we did is we— We can make these parts a little bit more sloppy. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's the best way to put it. So what we did is we had these big Gatorade jugs, you know, like those things you see on the sidelines of football games— and we thought, you know, we could probably do uh, – and actually, we kind of stole it from an idea at a bar, is they used to do bourbon and Coke pitchers for like – well, I think it was – you used to get in for $8 all you can drink. But they would give you a full pitcher of bourbon and Coke. So we said, you know, we could probably do like bourbon and Coke mixed in these huge was things. Was at Avio? Yes, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so what we did is we figured figured out the, the best ratio. And back then, it was, it was Kentucky Tavern and like Diet Pepsi, right? That was just kind of what we did. And – and so we would go, and it would be one-handle Kentucky Tavern to two two-liters, and we would just keep dumping them in these things until it's completely full, swish it around a little bit, and that's how we were able to kind of have uh, bourbon and Coke at these big house parties and didn't have to really worry about, you know, cleaning up a bunch of cans or kegs or anything like that. And if we needed to get rid of it, it was easy to dump. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that was easily the, the, the thing that kind of got me into it. So after college is when I started kind of really – Drinking bourbon, um, you know, by itself, you know, not really mixing it. After after college, Old Forester became a staple in my house, and every once in a while, I'd splurge on like you know, Four Roses small batch. And now I'm getting to the point where um, I'm getting a lot more high end stuff. So. Yeah, you know, I've I've gone to the point where I, if I find a bottle I like, and I go buy like two or three of them. I keep one to open, and I keep two to bunker. Or uh, learn to, you know, get in all these these you know these places and know people to trade them off, and so I can you know keep that collection growing and start getting things that um, you know are harder to get. Right, so. What are you up to now in terms of bottles? Um, last count I think I was a little bit over 75 of just unopened bottles right now. Oh wow. but I think in the open I'm I'm about 20 to 25 like I don't I guess I got a complex or like I don't like I mean because there's a lot of ones that I've never tasted before, but I I have a complex where I don't want to just keep everything open, right? I want to have like 50 open bottles, so I, I I will try them all at some point, but I like to like finish a bottle and then go grab another one and then open that
0: one. So I that's sort of the way I, that I work. See, my problem is I have 50 or not 50, probably 20 open bottles <laughs> yeah. with, but you got like a whole inventory system spreadsheet. You really like kind of nerded out. You're you're. Uh, bourbon system inventory. I mean when you
1: when you start going hunting and you start like really figuring out like all these different things that of what needs to like actually go into not make sure you're not spending a ton of money. Yeah because it's expensive. Doing the spreadsheet is about the best thing you can do. So now I have an inventory of how much How much of each kind do I have? What did I spend on each kind? What's the average cost? Um, and then, you know, even if I need to trade it off with something, I figure out what's the secondary market value. So if I need to, you know, if I need to take one of my, my Pappy Van Winkles and trade it for something else, I need to know what the secondary market value right. is so I can be able to uh, align it to, to whatever it is. What's your most prized possession? You know – it's, it's kind of hard to say prize because I don't have a biggest collection of some other people out there. You know, I've got a few Pappy 23s. I got a, uh, a Jefferson's presidential 21 year. Um, you know, just got, you know, myself, a, a William LaRue Weller. I got a 2008 Sazerac 18. So there's, there's definitely, you know, that 2008 Saz 18 is something that's, that's pre-tanked, right? So that's actually something that, uh, is It's kind of unique that you can't get anymore. more. So I'm kind of very happy to, that I'll be getting that one. Um, but like I said, it's the, the collection just keeps growing, but you know, I really couldn't do it if it, if it wasn't for
0: like the hunting groups that, yeah. that really kind of started. I wanted to talk to you about that because you, you got me involved in this local hunting group and I highly recommend this for people out there, but Kind of talk about, like, what group you set up here, the bourbon hunting group here in Louisville. Yeah, so it, it kind of started
1: off, I would say, about a year and a half ago. You know, it was uh, – I had this idea and I just kind of put it out on Facebook and I said, there's there's so much bourbon out there and my ability to go to 10 stores in a day or whatever to go and hunt for all these is – is it's impossible, right? I Because we have a real life – We you know, we have jobs. We, we <laughs> do have jobs, right? Until this can become a full-time job, right? But – Doubt that I'll have heard of it. Anyway, um, so I said, you know, there's, there's my footprint just isn't big enough. So what's a, what's a better way to do this? And I ended up putting it out on Facebook and I said, you know, if anybody has this idea or wants to kind of join me, you know, let me know. And so within the first week, I had like probably like four or five responses and that's how it all first started. Basically, the premise was is we get on Facebook Messenger. So <laughs> Facebook Messenger allows us to have – Anywhere, I think, up to like 20 to 40 people up onto a a single messaging thread. And what we do is we basically go to liquor stores, whichever ones are closest to you. And if you see anything good, you know, say like, oh, this is the price. Here's a picture. Um, Does anybody want one? And that was kind of the the premise of it. But that sort of died pretty fast because, um, you know, A, you've got to have a lot of trust. Because you're, you're either spending, you know, a couple hundred dollars when you go to these places, and you can't – and if you're just with a group of some people, and, you know, I might know everybody, but you don't know everybody. And so, you know, you're dropping a couple hundred dollars, and I don't want people to be in a bind to say, like, oh, well, I'll, I'm backing out now, right? right. We, we didn't really want that to happen. And here in Louisville, bourbon bourbon's tough to come by. As, as much as people like to think – should I say bourbon's not tough to come by? The very high end, sort of the rare ones, the ones that always like hit the shelves, they're gone
0: within twenty four hours to a week, right? Yeah, right. In episode, uh, I think it's four, three or four, with Mike Sonny. Before we go to, we're trying to find Elijah Craig barrel proof. Kenny got like a hot, like a hot tip that was (laughs) (laughs) coming, so we we stalked down the semi truck from Southern Wine Spirits, followed to you know the liquor barn on Fern Valley, wait for it to unload, and then they only had three bottles of you know this. And so we've got two, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's insane what you have to do around here to, to get like these rare releases. It it is, it is. And, but what we found out is that when
1: you go and you try to get these rare releases is that the liquor stores only let you buy one bottle, right? So as much as we thought it'd be a good idea to say like, oh, go buy me like two bottles or, or, you know, buy four at a time. That's just, it's just not possible. So now it's actually turned to the point where uh, it's grown over the past year and a half. I'd say, I think we have a little bit over 20 people in it and so everybody goes to a liquor store, and if they find something, they take a picture of it, or they let everybody know through the thread, and they say like, "Oh, um, you know, there's a, you know, we'll just throw throw something out there. There's a four rows of small batch limited edition uh, at liquor barn. Uh, they've got like four more left. First people to get here get them. Right. So that's basically you. You kind of get the uh, you get the flare in the air. And it's kind of yeah. the first people to get there get it. But it, I
0: guess it's like a, a tip or a hotline is really what it is for everybody. You know when something's hitting the shelves because my freaking phone, like the notifications go off. There's like 10 messages in a row like, <laughs> <laughs> well, your are 12s hitting the shelves and you're like, holy cow, I'm busy or I'm in another state. Crap, can somebody give me one? But like you said, it's hard because... You can only get one per person, so you gotta send the wife in yeah. to help your buddy out or but, whatever.
1: <laughs> but it, it's it's worked out amazingly well just because everybody, you know, we don't do it to, you know, go out and basically rummage all the stores and keep them for ourselves and sell them for aftermarket prices. That's not what it's about. Yeah, right? I it's, drink them. It's it's about giving uh oppor- you know, opportunity to the people that want to get them a chance to get them, right? Because, you know, we're we're definitely in in all this together to to try to get everybody as much bourbon as we can so we can all enjoy it. Um, And not to sit there and uh, make money off of it. That's definitely not what the purpose is. And I don't condone that whatsoever. Um, You know, it's an opportunity for everybody to get a chance to be able to get rare bourbons and and be able to enjoy them and not have to uh, be stuck, you know,
0: paying aftermarket prices for some of that stuff. Yeah, that's that's cool. I highly recommend everyone to do that in your like local town or city. Uh, It definitely helps, you know, get help you get to find some stuff without. It's pretty viral. every day. It's yeah, now viral. I rely on like, it. Like,
1: like, how, like how it's spread, you know? It's, it's funny. I talked to some of the people through private message on there, and he was like, you know, I never checked Facebook for like maybe once like every few days. And now I get messages like every other day or two, a couple times a day trying to tell me to go out and buy stuff, right? And especially in the fall, you know, the fall is when you need it the most because there's, there's so many releases that are happening, and it's good to have multiple ears on the street to, to kind of listen for you.
0: Yeah, and I got friends who aren't on Facebook who want to be in these groups, but like they're like, I don't want to be a part of Facebook, but I want to get the notifications. And I'm like, well, too bad. Well, the Facebook Messenger allows you to be able to kind of have almost
1: like a text messaging group, but that text messaging group it can get out of hand really fast because uh, you're not gonna have everybody's number. Uh, Not everybody's gonna be on iMessage,
0: so you can't. Well, nobody's gonna know who it is. Where at least with Facebook, it tells you the name and you know the picture and stuff, so you kind of know who you're dealing with. Exactly. So it kind of removes that. Animity factor, if you will. But at the same time, you know, the hunting
1: groups have led to some pretty good friendships within there. Um, after the fall rush or whatever, we all ended up meeting and doing a bourbon tasting at one of our friends' house. So we kind of were able to enjoy the fruits of our labor with everybody there.
0: Yeah, tastings are, I've been kind of experimenting myself with a small group of friends with tasting. It's, it's pretty cool because you can get like, you know, the really high end bourbons. Some throwing some cheaper ones uh, and kind of see how it works out. And it's funny for the most part, the higher ends kind of win. But sometimes the, the the cheap ones end up at the top, and the higher ends are at the bottom. Like we had, a, it's hard to call something cheap, right? Well, cheap, yeah. It's the, hard.
1: To, I wouldn't say cheap. Well, I'd say a, cheap,
0: like fifteen to twenty dollars a bottle. Yeah, there we go. Versus there you go. Ninety to hundred. But we had, for instance, we had a you know an Evan Williams seventeen eighty three and the lost profit in there, and Evan Williams. 1783 came in second out of eight bourbons, and the Lost Prophet came, came in last really? out of them. And uh, so it's just interesting because that's like around a $90 versus a $15 bottle, so. And taste is always going to be subjective, right? Right, exactly. I mean, that's what we found, which
1: was really uh, unique in, in our tasting. You know, I think we had close to 40 or 50 different bottles during this tasting, right? There were so many because we kind of told everybody to bring uh, two if they could, so we have a little bit more variety. Uh, come to find out, we all probably could have bought really rare and high-end bottles because you only take like maybe at most, like two to three, like maybe shots. So maybe like maybe four or five ounces, is what actually gets taken right. out of the bottle. Because um, if you're trying to drink or trying to taste, you know, 20 different bourbons, yeah, you're gonna the, get
0: shit face. Well, <laughs> the
1: the amount that you're gonna take is is very, very little, right? And so you can spread that amongst a lot of people. So you can actually share a lot of those good bourbons. But one of the cool things that happened at the tasting was Yeah. We threw in, you know, we threw in some random ones, right? So we had like a group of five and we threw in, you know, one, uh, kind of everyday bourbon that you can get on the shelves. And we threw in larceny for one of them. And larceny, uh, surprisingly came up pretty high on a lot of people's lists.
0: Yeah. Larceny's that I, I would think that would, because it's like a weeded bourbon. It's really sweet and kind of easy on the palate. So I'm not surprised that like you know, if you have it in there with some barrel proof, some people might think it's too hot or something. Larceny is real easy and smooth going. Mm-hmm. And that's what there's always, you know, you
1: have the kind of idea, like, do you want to put like all rise in a tasting? You want to do all barrel proofs in a tasting? You know, we we didn't really do that. We just said, we're just going to mix them up and kind of like whatever you think is good is, is going to be good. But it's it's definitely hard to like drink a barrel proof and then go to something that's 90 proof. And yeah, then you're it like, well, this like is like water. Well, you're like, this is night and day. Like you, it's it's too easy to tell the difference. So, uh, but then there's also the, it's called like the blind blind tasting, right? So that's, that's a completely other one that you want to do is, you know, everybody could bring a bottle, um, but nobody really knows like what bottles are ever in it. Right. Right. That, that would be, that's definitely one, especially if maybe you don't have a hunting group, maybe you have a. A very, a very caring and loving wife that wants to just, you know, do something for you on a Friday or Saturday <laughs> night. But you can you basically go sit in the sit in the living room or the family room, and then she goes in there. You don't even tell her what bottles to do. You say, honey, you just go choose any any four or five bottles you want, and then I'm going to choose which ones I like, and then I'm going to try to pair them with which ones I think they are.
0: Right. And see how long it takes you to get it right. It's because, even tough. Like, we did it with knowing what we had, and we tried to blind or just taste them and guess what they were and it it was impossible <laughs> like the the answers were all over the place it was pretty funny right it it's it's definitely
1: impossible i should I say it's not impossible i did it with uh four at one time and i think it took me four tries to get them all right right because we we kind of did it you know how they do it on the prices right and you say like you know uh drew do i have two numbers right <laughs> you know and like Argh. so you know you got you know you at least one but you don't know which one it is so you got to kind of pick and choose so you uh, it makes it much more difficult on you
0: right right well, you know, we're getting about close to that time. Um, what we're doing here, we're going to release five episodes, kind of Netflix style, to uh, give you. Uh, I would good. say, I would say, we call this small batch style. Yeah, small batch. <laughs> yeah, he's the creative genius. But can uh, you kind of give you five episodes to give it, give you a little head start, or you know, just a group to listen to, to kind of feel, get a feel for it, and then we're going to release weekly episodes. But in those first five, we got. Harlan Weebly from Buffalo Trace. We got Al Young, Four Roses, Blake from Bourboner, and uh Mike from Heaven Hill. So uh I think you guys will really enjoy them. Um, we some of the audio quality, like uh the one at Buffalo Trace, they <laughs> as put as us in said, Elmer we're, we're T. Lee. We're still learning. We're still learning. They put us in Elmer T. Lee cabin by this. The master distiller cabin or something fire. And the fire is like Basically you can you here it the whole time yeah. and it's hard to it's, it's it, like You can still hear us pretty good, but there's a little humming in the back. And I a, tried to edit, but I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. So. It's, a, it's a fireside chat is really what that one was at Buffalo. Trace, <laughs> yeah, it was nice right? and cozy, but it was nice when we were there, but you might find it annoying. <laughs> the, but anyways, uh, no, it, I think you all enjoy them. The content's really good, and uh, we're going to keep, you know, trying to release an episode each week. So just kind of give us feedback. If we suck, let us know. If it's good, let us know. If you think something else would be cool, let us know. We just want to learn and grow as we go yep so if you do like what you're hearing please subscribe to us on itunes and make
1: sure you follow us on instagram and twitter at bourbon pursuit thanks guys enjoy enjoy